Sanchez podcast is brought to you by LL Pavorsky Jewelers, who writes Ricky Sanchez listeners go and get engaged. Cornblow and Cornblow, the official law firm of the process and Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. Get yours with the free Ricky upgrade at bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Then send us pictures of your dog so we can put them on the website. On the show today, we friggin' did it. Total maniacs, wouldn't let him get away with it. And Brian Colangelo, forced to resign from the Philadelphia 76ers today. Honor. Our very own Ben Dietrich. When I say our, I mean the process's own very, very own Ben Dietrich with a T-shirt honoring him. You can get it right now at rightstrickysanchez.com. Without for any further ado, I'm so excited I can't even talk. I don't know what the excuse is the other days. Here is Run the Jewel. We are the murderous pair. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the spotlight. Welcome to the Rice of Ricky Sanchez podcast. I am Spike Eskin, along with a guy who can finally find a new slant and move on. That is Mike Levin. Hi, Mike. I was getting pretty disenchanted with the podcast, <laughs> I have to say. I was, t- I was tired of doing it. I didn't want to have to keep doing it because I, I couldn't move on to big boards while this was still happening. I couldn't act as if it was business as usual because it, it wasn't and it's not. Yep. Now he's gone, and we can all find our own slants in life. Yep. And it feels great. I'm happy that it's over. I'm happy they finally made the right decision. I do think that if we look back in a couple of years, we won't remember this like week plus, week and a half. Yeah, but uh, we still had be, to go through it. You know, like you, we did have to go through it. Know. And living in that in that uh, purgatory of like, I'm not sure that they're going to do this, and then finally doing it, it feels good and it's fine they made the right decision i do think that they wanted to get away with it yes i do think that they that they wanted to just be like can we just not fucking have to deal with this the quote um, from zach Lowe today on his podcast was and this is you know it was part of my rundown was how much did we as a as a organization <laughs> the, the process rights to ricky Sanchez organization have to do zach Lowe said 76ers Brass was very sensitive to the fact that there was no support for Brian Colangelo publicly. Um, none. None. And I think, I think I, you know, it, I think everything had a lot to do with it. But I think the fact that, uh, you know, you say this, and I agree with you that this won't feel like as long a time in a year or two years. It never does, really, but um, it in a year or two years. But that said, I think the fact that it did feel so long and it was so ridiculous in the moment forced everyone to be crazy about it rightly so and i think it put the proper pressure on the organization and they they made the were made the right move were more likely to make the right move because of it and i think you know um it's a crazy yeah. crazy amount of sway to have on some level but um but do you i mean do you remember the the two days between hinky going and brian coming in because I don't at all. No, I, I was just blur. upset. I all all I keep I changed I changed my I changed my profile picture, my Twitter AVI to just a black screen. Yep. 
in protest, but like nobody noticed that I did it because I wasn't <laughs> tweeting also in protest. <laughs> it, was, it was a poorly conceived uh, protest. Well, I'll never forget like having to, and you knew we had to do it, but I, I had to convince you to do it that night, to do a podcast. I was just like, yeah. you were you were not happy. And I was like, well, I wasn't in a good place. This is, the, this is when we, this is the, the time that we have to do it the most. Unfortunately, we're, <laughs> we're the best in shitty times that have nothing to do with basketball. Um, I, I want to, because we'll we'll be here on Saturday, and I'm demanding big boards, and we'll be able to get in uh, in depth to this more on Saturday. Can I throw like I, can we rapid fire a little bit through the things that happened today, and just sort of get reactions to that, or do you just want to? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, let's do that. I I listened to I watched the press conference yep. in the car on the way to Malibu uh, because it's Alyssa's birthday, and we went to the beach, and then. Had lunch. I saw I saw DeAndre Jordan at lunch. Oh, there you go. I didn't get I didn't get to ask him what he thought about this whole thing, but I would have. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm fairly abreast of what's happening. It's Alyssa's birthday. She knew. She predicted this morning or yesterday. She's like, "There's no way they're not firing him on my birthday." Well, and yeah, we making it difficult to do the thing. I mean, we said it yesterday. Well, I texted yeah. you. I was like, I I look back at my list of dates that you gave me that were a problem, and I was like, "Oh, of course." <laughs> I looked at it yeah. yesterday. Of course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and and the normal stuff we'll start returning to. I I. I like doing the the regular podcast. So the the reviews that you hate will return next week. The uh, the j- fucking jigsaw, all the good stuff. So, all right. The the statement that came out from the lawyers. Um, you know, one notable thing is they specifically blame the wife, and they do not they do not blame anyone else. But they also specifically do not say that they have. Um, that they have concluded that Brian didn't know. They say that he said that he didn't know, but they find no conclusion in that whatsoever. Um, uh, and the fact that she wiped her phone before she turned it into them. Ooh, I love that. That's my favorite detail of the whole thing. There's a lot of favorite details, but the factory reset is an iconic move. Yeah. But also, <laughs> yeah. but also, uh, so it said she factory reset her iPhone yep. um, before she gave it to them. Um, but Becca Laurie, who is, uh, James Herbert's wife and, uh, a fan of the podcast and a very lovely person, uh, tweeted that if you go back and look at Eric Jr.'s tweets, they're sent from Android just to add another wrinkle of conspiracy. And oh. was there a second phone? When I retweeted that, tweet? I didn't know that that was her. Okay, that's cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's several possibilities. That tweet was a year ago, and she could have gone from I went from Android to iPhone in the last year and a half. So who knows? But it, really, yes, I did. It's a late, it's a late move at this point. I feel like everybody's pretty much in their Android or iPhone camps, and you're saying you made a late move. So honestly, you're a suspect <laughs> in my eyes. Um, yeah, I, I also thought it was, and and this is a little bit of a jump around, but. You know, they specifically said, you know, that they um, didn't know w- whether he knew or not. And then Brian Colangelo said in his statement, which we'll get to, that he had no knowledge of it whatsoever. And then Josh Harris, I, I got to give Josh Harris a little bit of credit on this. He does seem nervous and 
apprehensive every time he talks about everything. But yeah. because that's not his job to talk publicly, he was probably a tiny bit too honest today. And but I respected it. I I I thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought this was a time where you needed to be honest. And he was asked, you know, well, you, you know. Brian Colangelo saying he knew nothing about any of this and he didn't tell her any of the secrets. And, and Josh Harris was like, well, that's, that's not really what the lawyer said. <laughs> yeah. And, and didn't stand up for him, really. I mean, like, yeah. you know, just was pretty much like, look, if, if that had been the case, you know, things might have been different, but it wasn't the case. So there is apparently we, I haven't gotten it yet, but there's a, there was a barrister from London in my DMs telling me that he read the, the Weiss brief. And it doesn't convey. It doesn't say explicitly that it leaves a lot of hints or things that say it. it they don't fully believe it wasn't Colangelo doing some of the tweeting himself. Well, look. And so apparently, there's a. We're, we're about to get something in our emails from from this guy. Oh yes, so, I love. So get, get, ready, get ready to get that shady emails from foreign strangers. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Dive in. Um, he, and I'll believe every fucking word of it if it agrees with what I my worldview. So please for sure, send along. For sure. Uh, he. Uh, okay. So do you want to do the presser first and things that, that Josh Harris said, or do you want to do Brian Colangelo's statement first? Um, let's do the – what came out first? It, okay. was the, it was the presser first, right? No, yes. It was the – well, not, not really because he must have gotten asked about it or, or maybe – hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's do the presser, presser first. first. Let's do the presser so, first. Uh, so they introduce – Brett Brown as the guy who's going to do this in an interim fashion. Now, I think I, I, I would bet all of my life that we are on the same page and that we love Brett Brown. This is fine for a little bit, but all the people saying just let Brett Brown do it, like that's not a good good plan. You know? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It immediately made me nervous. Uh, they won't do it. I don't think they'll do it because I don't think— Yeah, but, but even, even, the, even the like is it going to be— how long is I know this is part of the presser, but how long is it going to take the GM search? Obviously, we want them to get the right guy. Take your time. You just hired a guy's kid last time in two days. Maybe don't do that. But it would be nice to have a GM for the draft and also for free agency. Just because, like, you know, Brett's never done this. He doesn't know how to, like, orchestrate a trade or uh, valuing uh, draft and stash. Or if he's like, okay, if we're going to try to get Bayless out of here... Do we attach a first-round pick to that? Well, I think like somebody else I, would I, be I, doing it, and he would be approving it, honestly. I mean, for sure, yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. they do have. And I, we'll, we'll get to candidates later on. But Cohen and Eversley, like, they, they sort of know that landscape. So, And most of the work of the draft is probably done. They, I would imagine they have do you, their— do you, think, do you think that they're going to keep Brian's you know, two main guys— in there, which is Eversley and Rucker, and then also, you know, the league instated Ned Cohen? I don't know. Uh, I, I w- for, for now, at least. Through, though, through the so. draft and until free agency and until they, you know, for now, they will keep them, I would imagine. that We would have heard differently. You, and, and Brett Brown did yeah. endorse uh, Alex and, uh, and Eversley and Ned Cohen and endorse them. Uh, well, technically, that's not true. Uh, he, Brett Brown said oh, he, who did he forget? Rucker, Cohen— um, he said somebody else that I'm forgetting, and then and then Josh Harris was like Eversley, and he's like yes. So it was like there were uh, Elton Brand was mentioned yep. by Harris, so it wasn't you know read into that what you will. 
Yeah, I don't think they're changing anything until after the draft. That would be my guess with all the and whether they retain them or not, that'll be up to the GM. I, you know, I hope. Assuming if we are to assume that none of these guys knew about this, then I hope they all um, stay employed or find gainful employment quickly. You know, I don't. I don't that you know we we mentioned this previously. This affects a lot of other people too who are not connected to it. Like surely. Even if somebody knew, not everybody knew, and those people's jobs are affected. So, you know, I, I wouldn't want any of those people to not be employed because of this fucking nonsense. Um, yeah. The, you know, I'm trying to think of other things that, uh, wait, hold on, let me go to my presser notes. Um, I, it is the, the hilarious irony that Brett Brown is like, I don't know if you've ever seen the video for Walking Contradiction by Green Day, but it's just like this dude walking down the street and like pianos are falling behind him. Like, and he is like blissfully unaware of all of it. You know, like a safe falls out of a building. And it's like, how is Brett Brown still here? It's great. I love him. But the fact that he's up there with the owner is really just the greatest thing ever. I don't want him running the team, but uh, because I don't want a coach running the team. It has nothing to do with Brett, but it is yeah. just incredible. Um, yeah, that's the main thing is that I don't want a coach running the team. I don't want Stan Van Gundy. Like, I just don't. It's a bad situation. I think Brett actually acquitted himself well in the press or just talking about it. He's like, I'm not interested in it. I don't want to do it. I have... Uh, it's just leadership and trusting the people that we have in place to do their job and then weigh in and we all sort of – I think the question somebody asked who is going to make the final decision and they kind of dodged uh, it. skirted around that. Yeah. But I think it's pretty much – ownership almost always makes final decision anyway and this might be one where they have to like take a little bit more of an active role. But it's they're basically – they have to sign off on everything no matter what. Yeah, and and I want to be clear. You know, people – I don't know that people totally always know this when when – when they make moves on in teams, owners always sign off on it. They sign off on mm-hmm. everything. And if there there have been disagreements in the past, even when there is a a clear cut final say guy, like and that's what that's part of what the owners there for is to say this one or that one. So I, I don't think they've totally sussed that out yet. But I would imagine that they will they will have a big board and they will they will deal with it when the time comes. Uh, I thought. To credit to uh, fo- a former WIP intern and, co- and current uh, CBS Sports Radio host Zach Gelb, and Zach asked if he would, if Josh Harris, if he would talk to Hinky, um, and I described it as Zach putting a Josh Harris on verbal skates. Like he looked like he got yeah. crossed over with words. He just he, he didn't know how to say say anything. Yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they talked somewhat regularly anyway to be honest with you but um i thought that was funny sam hickey's not coming back for anyone yeah i don't think so i don't don't think so what 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 do you think is more likely sam considering it or them kicking the tires on it and like making a call what's more likely them considering it yeah 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 but i don't i think i think the league would have a an issue and I, i don't think sam would ever do it so um the okay, so Kyle Newbeck came out with a report today. Kyle Newbeck of Philly Voice, we love Kyle, and uh, Kyle came out with the report that part of the delay was uh, Jerry Colangelo, um, like threatening them to release bad information if they fired Brian Colangelo, which Josh Harris pretty like unsquirmingly um, denied and just like it's not true. 
We let Jerry know what was going on. He wasn't part of any of the discussions. Well, that's not necessarily what he said. What he kind of didn't answer the question. He he or didn't answer the. He said Jerry had no involvement in the decision, right? Hmm, and that, isn't that kind of different from if you do this? Or he said he had no involvement in like the the legal counsel, whatever the investigation was. I think he said there's no, he had no involvement in the investigation. And it's like, well, you're not talking about the investigation. He's saying if you fire my kid, I'm going to talk shit on you right, to right, right. agents around the league. I think uh, – I, I think – And I, I believe Kyle either way, regardless of what Josh said. Yeah, I believe Kyle. I believe that it's true. I, I think that there were several factors that made it take longer. And I think – I think they were, you know, maybe they were looking for another candidate that they didn't get, you know, maybe uh, I think, you know, the everyone's got to cover their ass thing. I, you know, I think there's a possibility that it came today rather than yesterday because of the NBA finals. Well, it's his birthday. Yeah, because of his birthday. Right. Um, uh, So there was that. How how, How long do you think, how long do you think Jerry lasts? Because his contract, he said today. Jerry's contract's up at the end of the year, and now's not the time to discuss this. I, That's like not the – this isn't the place. But to me, it's like if he quits, we're happy to have him quit. We're not going to fire him because that looks weird. Jerry's not going to quit because he wants to milk as much money out of this before he dies. And so I feel like he's just going to – he's going to not be – so he's going to get paid to do nothing, and then quietly the contract will run out at the end of the year, and that'll be it. I that's what I I think it'll be like like do you ever remember when Doug Collins was no longer an advisor here I don't remember no. the moment Tony De, Tony DeLeo still advising left and <laughs> yeah, right yeah I don't I I and to be honest with you I don't think he was all that involved in anything anyway anymore I, yeah no yeah, he left I, people are like is he finally going to be gone I was like ah he's been gone like let's be let's be honest about it. I mean he's been present in that Brian Colangelo has been here and he gave his son a job yeah. um yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, let's move. But like, honestly, Jer- Jerry, just one last thing on Jerry, because like, like, fuck him so much always for him to think he can bully his way. And like, I've been around the league long enough to be able to bully a team, not only into hiring my son, but also keeping him around amid this scandal. It's like, fuck you. Imagine if Jerry would fire any other executive if this was the case so quick. He would uh, he would distance himself so fast from anybody that this happened to and it happens to be his kid and he's like well would you if you do this i'll fucking the fire of a thousand sons upon you it's like you, ha- you don't have that many sons so <laughs> we, you can't hire all of them at once you piece of shit i'm glad i'm glad he's gone i hope he never associates himself with the sixers ever again okay let's get before we get to the brian colangelo statement which i think is rich uh let's take a break to talk about our sponsor big barker dog beds Okay, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I love my dog, Rebel. And Rebel sleeps on a big barker dog bed because he is important to me. Mike's family dog, Donovan, also sleeps on a big barker dog bed. Here's the difference. There are all sorts of dog beds. You see the ones that you get in the pet store. And generally, those are not even really beds. They're basically glorified blankets. Why is this a problem? Well, think about if you just slept on a blanket on a hardwood floor every night. Think about how your joints would feel. And dogs dogs end up sleeping that way every night. It's not good for their bodies. It's not good for their happiness, right? So in comes Big Barker, a dog really designed 
to make sure, take the pressure off those joints for dogs. And as they get older, especially big dogs, they develop arthritis and sleeping on those bad beds is the worst thing for them. That's why you need a big barker. What I want you to do is I want you to take a look at the bed. Now you can go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky and you can see the difference in the bed. You can also get your dog, his or her very own Big Barker dog bed with the free Ricky upgrade. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky. And then what you do is you send us a picture of your dog so your dog can be a process pup. We'll put them on rightstrickysanchez.com. You can see all the dogs up there right now at rightstrickysanchez.com slash process pup. Um, and, and the important thing is that your dog is going to be happier and your dog is going to be healthier. What these mattresses do is they promote enhanced energy and mobility levels in older dogs and they reduce wear and tear in younger dogs. Especially important, you know, hence the name Big Barker, in dogs over 50 pounds since over 80% of them will develop arthritis as they age. If you have a tiny dog, that's not a problem either. There's the Big Barker Jr. You can get the free Ricky upgrade with that. If you have a cat, we've had cats. Uh, We don't have one in the gallery yet, but I'd love to see one. And this is the only bed, the only bed engineered by experts to keep your dog youthful for longer and bring older dogs back to life. 10-year warranty on the Big Barker bed. Foam won't flatten or they'll replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial. Try it for a full year. If you don't like it for any reason, if your dog doesn't like it, send it back to Big Barker. They will pay for UPS to come pick it up from you. It is handmade in the USA. And the best part, at least to us, because we only care about us, is that the uh, the owner of the company, Eric, is a process truster, big Ricky fan, big Sixers fan, big dog lover. So you're really supporting one of us, which is also important. Big Barker dog beds. Oh, woof, woof, woof. Oh, that's a good one. That's a strong one. That's it. That's a. I'm happy to do the podcast again. It is. It is. I am happy to yeah. do the podcast again. It would have been a sad yeah. one if it wasn't. Uh, all right. So Brian Colangelo's statement comes out. Uh, first of all, I think we'd like to officially state the position of this podcast that he is lying through his teeth, like completely. Yeah. He knew about it. They shut down the three accounts. I don't care if that was good or bad journalistic integrity by Ben Dietrich not to tell the Sixers about the other accounts, but they shut down the accounts right away. There are different voices on the posts. There's no way he, whatever. But I think what is most, let me read it and let's react to it. Um, While I am grateful that the independent investigation conducted by the Sixers has confirmed that I had no knowledge or involvement in the Twitter activity conducted by my wife, didn't confirm it, that's a lie. I vigorously dispute the allegation that my conduct was in any way reckless. At no point did I ever purposefully or directly share any sensitive, non-public, club-related information with her. Wait a minute. Hold on. You, at no point did I ever purposefully or directly share any sensitive information with her? Well, then how the fuck did she get it? <laughs> like, what did she do? Maybe, maybe she was the one who was the electrician at the practice facility no, that... and put the <laughs> TTP stuff and t- tapped the phones, tapped everything. No, I know that guy. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Um, he's lying. He's lying across the board. Also, there were very clearly multiple. We've already established the Android iPhone situation. Also, there were multiple users just based on how they spoke uh, and referencing things from 30 years ago and being a, 77-year-old bisexual uh, handicapped uh, parking attendant, all of the stuff. There's there's multiple people involved in that, and 
there's just no way that he wouldn't have known stuff. And he definitely told her stuff. Regardless of that, yeah. he definitely told his wife. Even if we're saying it was all her and she has the ability to like transform her, her voice uh, when she's when she's writing, even though it's her second language. Uh, great, but you told her stuff. That's fine. I get it. Like I, t- that, and that's a, that's the thing. Like it's the most relatable thing in the world. Yes. If I was the GM of the Sixers, I absolutely would be like complaining about shit to my wife. It's fine. But it's fine. But the fact that you hold these opinions—that's like, the problem. She's not making them up. Yep. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not even. It's not even like the. The leaking the Okafor stuff and being whatever. It's like the fact that you have these opinions about Embiid that you're pushing and talking about openly and you're in the, you know, privacy of your own home regardless. It's like he's a, he's the fucking best player on the team. They're not going to do anything without him. And you're trying to split them up and you're saying Simmons is the future and Embiid's not. It's like get out of there. He's got to go. All right. Uh, and I want to read this quote too. Uh her actions were – and I want to be clear that this is a guy talking about his wife who knew it was his wife 10 days ago and, and let this happen. Her actions were a seriously misguided effort to publicly defend and support me. While I recognize how inappropriate these actions were, she acted independently and without my knowledge or consent. Further, mm-hmm. the content she shared – was filled with inaccuracies and conjecture, which in no way represent my own views or opinions. While this was obviously a mistake, we are a family and we will work through this together. Dude, she didn't cheat on you. Like, like let's, and I know you're normally like the, the defend the, the woman thing, but like, <laughs> I, I accurately sums me up. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that's in, in our, <clears throat> our roles, that, that's normally your role. What's Mike and Spike? Mike's normally defending the woman thing. Yeah, but but the this is the statement that you make when the, like this is the statement that Kobe Bryant's wife makes when she finds out he was cheating on her. You know, like this is a cheat. Like she was just online trying to defend your stupid ass. She wasn't. And if he really cared about his family, if he really cared about the job, if he really like had a, a reasonable idea of the perception of him across the league and across the world, as soon as he found out and knew what this was, which was immediately, what he would have done is is he there's a way to avoid all of this. He just steps down and may, you know, Sixers Twitter probably finds out that it's the wife, but he, he yeah. just says, I don't want to be a distraction. He and and you know what? In a year, year and a half, two years, like it goes away professionally, probably. And yeah. And and you you don't fucking drag your wife in a press release. <laughs> like, yeah. It's crazy. Well, he immediately said he he immediately said someone's out to get me, and it's like no, dude. Like you know you you were lying from the onset. I think he I think he originally knew about the accounts. Even if he didn't, even if he wasn't tweeting some of them himself, which I don't necessarily believe, he was at least aware when he made that statement that when he told his wife, hey. They got this thing on me and all the accounts got shut down. Like, he's got to (laughs) know. He's got to know. You knew. He just, uh, it's a bad family. It's a poison family. I I want them to have nothing to do with it. And I did love, um, you tweeted it, but also uh, before Jake Jake Hyman of uh, Mostly Liberty Ballers, I believe, uh, 
timed it out. Brian Colangelo had, was here as the GM for uh, nine months less than Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie, two years, 10 months, 24 days. Brian Colangelo, two years, one month, 29 days. So the ship of Theseus remains for the most part. <laughs> yeah. Well, and how about... Oh, and I'm sorry if I... I didn't see that Jake tweeted that. So if I tweeted it after him, I'm sorry. Jake Hyman, go, file, go follow Jake. Um, so... The only other thing I have on my list to get to, and I know you have limited time, is is the I have two quick things. Well, one is longer, and we can I think we can probably talk about this on Saturday. The candidates who are out there, but uh, and who is running the process to find the next person. But I want to I, I want to do a quick thing if if you don't mind on Ben Dietrich. There are very few people like <laughs> I'm not sure. That most of even basketball, I think basketball Twitter probably understands, but like in the general world that have any idea how insane this is that Dietrich broke this particular story and had this result. I mean, it is, I I tried to figure out what the most like thing would be that hasn't happened. And I think I decided it's that guy, Sean King, if he got the P tape, like the Donald Trump P tape. Yeah. Like, (laughs) right. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. And, and it's real? And the P-tape is real? And that's what happened here. And I want to quickly— Saman- Samantha B is breaking the P-tape? Yeah, that's crazy. right. Uh, so the fact that it's Dietrich is unreal. Uh, I, I, I said on yesterday's pod, which you can listen to if you want. Uh, it might be interesting in retrospect. Uh, I did keep my confidence that he was getting fired in yesterday's pod. But I, I have all yeah, praise due I, to Dietrich. I, I waned. I, I waned yeah. for sure. Um but here's the I saw a USA Today guy and then a and then our our friend the critic of hoops and I've I've read a couple of other you know the ringer actually got the story wrong and and so on and so forth and and the critic of hoops said you know it's really dangerous that a fan pretending to be media uh, wrote this story and you know cost somebody <laughs> his job you know they did not fucking there's you can go through that story on the ringer and they did not find the final answer but there is nothing wrong in that story there's literally they missed they they didn't finish it um and you know it took thousands of people on some level and legs to finish it but um you know they just laid it out yep and sort of let you draw your own very obvious conclusions Ben Dietrich's a good writer. Chris Ryan's a good editor. Um, and uh, we will, I, I will fucking hound uh, the both of them to come on the I told Chris, I was like, you know, the last time you got introduced at a live Ricky, there were some boos in there because of your attachment to Bill. I was like, this time, wow. I think you might be welcome like a hero. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Dietrich thing is, is crazy. And I, I agree that we're not going to fully understand it for a while. Um, but. That it is a, that is an element of it because of how vocally anti Colangelo he is. That and they addressed it in the story, but that that is a a thing that stuck with me over the last week and a half of like, and I understand why like you know the eight people that are defending Brian are sort of pointing at that like, well, you know, he doesn't like the guy, and it's like he didn't make all there was there was this like th- thread of of hope probably within the Sixers organization, or at least immediate confusion of like, well, maybe it's all made up. And and Harris sort of mentioned it as much today. He said he didn't know about this until an an hour before the story leaked. And so he said, 
people within the organization were initially like, oh, this is a made-up story. It's fake. Yep. And then the report came out, and it's like, oh, shit. There's a lot of validity to this. And and that was a, a moment of Josh Harris' honesty with the, ah, we just didn't believe it, that I could totally understand. You know? Like, yeah. You know, it it sounds too... You know, I think all of us, when we were reading the story for the first time, were like, what? You know, it sounded too... <laughs> too good to be true. It was a weird thing. But... Um, I don't know. It was a cr- too, too scripted, at least. Yes, because this is. I mean, because in, in in some sense, this all lines up with who Brian is. is. This feels like the kind of story that would bring him down, because you can tell that he's this guy, that he's like always been this guy. He's just bitter about everything, and he's got he's very insecure about his role in the NBA and how his dad's gotten him every job. And and he's acted that, and he's always been that way. Remember this 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 story is crazy as it. Think about how crazy this story is. Seemed to surprise nobody within within the league. Yeah, you know, nobody and, at all. So the the final thing about like the candidates, I think there's two interesting aspects to this. One, who is running the process to find the next GM, and then who the candidates are. Um, right. You know, I, I I think it'll be some combination of Brett. And Scott O'Neill, right? Brett, Brett, Ned, and, and Josh Scott O'Neill and feels like the right. And yes, of yeah, course, right. of course. Um, I we we'll talk about it more on Saturday. I got to do more reading on, on these like tertiary guys that people are excited about, like assistant GMs places. Like you, you have here like Gershon Rosas and Trajan Langdon and Troy Troy Weaver of the of the Thunder. Um, but I will my first initial instinct for whatever reason, and I don't know why. But it has been this for a while. I don't want David Griffin. I just don't. I don't want him. I think he's fine. I think it's, well, there's just sort of a retread stink on him. I also would wouldn't want Danny Ferry. I sort of just like let's let's get an ex, like let's get a guy who's respected around the league, and and universally seen as like an up and coming thing, and let let's let's make it work. Isn't David? We got Brett. Brett's been in here for a while, and. I'm I sorry. think there's some internal – no, I think there's some internal structures in place, um, scouting, et cetera. And it's like let's, let's get somebody who is hungry and, and doesn't have any sort of you know, retread stink on him. I think uh, – isn't David Griffin the, the wide receiver in free agency that we all think we need to get and turns out to be not that good once we don't – isn't he like – TJ Hushmanzada, or isn't he like who, who's that? Who's that defensive back we got from the Seahawks that we thought we needed and ended up sucking? That we got uh, uh, Byron Marshall. Byron Marshall, yeah. I, his his uh, it, it's sort of hard to parse right? his um, his resume because of the LeBron time, but he did draft Anthony Bennett first. Um, boy, that's a bad one. Now. There was apparently some who knows who knows who was totally responsible for it. There's some Byron Maxwell. Sorry, Byron Marshall's a running back. Oh right, I heard people yelling. I heard already people yelling about it. Yeah, like, as we were and, and I also don't think we're getting Mike Zarin. Uh, so I don't think he's. Leaving. I want it. I want. It. I want to go for it. Let's get the Boston guy. Let's fucking stick it to him. Let's offer him a shitload of money. Um, it, the people are saying like. He, I think he thinks he's going to get the Boston job once Ainge retires, but I can't see Ainge ever retiring. Like I think this is his whole thing. Not any time. He just soon. wants to be like a yeah. killer ever. Right. So if he's gonna have to wait ten, fifteen years for Ainge to retire, I mean this is the job. Like Woj said on Sports Center, 
the Sixers GM spot is the gold standard of job openings. And and, and I agree with you that the that ownership certainly has has some sort of uh, a ton of baggage for sure, and people might be worried about it. But I think you sacrifice it to to be the GM of this team with a guy like Brett that people respect and seems to be easy and uh, open to collaboration. All that stuff. I I, th- I think that they won't have trouble finding somebody. And if I, if 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 Zarin wants to be a GM, like within the next five ten years, it seems like this is the best job he's going to get. So if they, th- I don't I don't know the guy really well at all. I think the wheel is stupid. He and he's like credited as like being the architect behind the wheel for the for like lottery reform. But I would love it just to just to for, sort of complete the circle the wheel, if you will, of Bill Simmons' story on his site, fires Colangelo, and then we take Zarin from Boston and have inside secrets on them, and that feels fun. Do we have to, like. do we have to like, like forgive Bill that this was on his site and he thought he was screwing with us, but he really wasn't? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, think, well we, can, we can adjudicate that later. I, and I would just add... Um, I'm happy for Nerlens. Nerlens has seemed to enjoy. Yes, he was playing this. the normal collars game on his Instagram. He yeah. was, he was, which is great. And uh, and he tweeted a couple. He, he tweeted a uh, was it an, a Friday gif of um, or a, an image from Friday of uh, how are you going to get fired when you're on your day off? Oh, I didn't and see that. No. Did you see the yeah, Justin? Pretty good. The Justin Anderson in- Instagram. Yeah. I yeah. believe that Justin Anderson didn't do it intentionally. I think he's that kind of – I think some other guys, like if Rashawn posted it, I'd be like, Rashawn, come on. But I feel like Justin Anderson is sort of mm-hmm. in his own world of like, I'm hungry all the time. I got to eat. And so mm-hmm. he just decided to post it to, to social media. Uh, but, yeah, we can talk more about candidates on the yep. Saturday pod in between our big boards. Um, yes. Last, last thoughts, basically. Like, I'm just happy it's over. Like, it was funny for a while. And it can be, it, mm-hmm. it will be funny again. But there were a few days there where it wasn't funny anymore, and I didn't like it, and I didn't like talking about it, and I was worried about the idea. I was gonna honestly, the worst case scenario for me would have been because I'm, I guess I'm a psychopath. Is they keep Colangelo and then they get like LeBron or Kawhi or Paul George, yep. and, and everyone can be like, see, yep. they came still. Well, and I was very worried that that would happen, and I, and I was I was very prepared to root against that outcome. I was re- I was ready to be like I don't want Kawhi if he wants to sign here, we shouldn't get. I was going to sabotage it. Like well, I just I guess my determination to be right was stronger than my desire to see the Sixers get a max level player with Brian Colangelo. Well, you know, now that we're all being friends here and being honest, I really did. I was sitting downstairs eating an apple, waiting for you to get home, and I was like. I don't know if I'd mind LeBron as much now. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, there we go. Well, we'll see who we get. My final thought is this: is by all means, he, he in me, my opinion, I he, I think he he did a bad job, and I think he was, I think he was so bad at his job, and so more concerned, obviously, with public opinion that it was going to risk the sort of job he could have even done in the future. And um, if the, the if all this shitty stuff had to come out to make it happen, then I'm fine with it. He has millions of dollars. Like, I hope he gets another job somewhere else, just not here. So Yeah, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be, like, on a board somewhere. He'll be, like, go like, be on the board of Uber. Like, 
Go for it, buddy. <laughs> be like, don't be on the Sixers. Get out of the Sixers. No more Colangelos. No more nepotism. Let's just like get good people who contribute to like a good culture. And I'm happy that Brett gets to – this is at least uh, – in addition to the contract that Brett got, this is in addition to that of like we trust him. We think he's going to be here for a while. We want his input. Um, and hopefully this – it's not a future thing. I don't think it will be. Hopefully he wouldn't even want it. But that's that's the only concerning thing to me at this point. I think any of the GM candidates I'd probably be fine with. Like I'd be like, okay. I Again, similar to after Hinky left, all he has to do is like not fuck up. And then, because I think Brett's right, it'll be down to him and then Simmons and Embiid to, like, recruit free agents anyway. I don't think anyone's going to care, like, oh, if it's Jeff Bauer, am I going to want to come there? If it's Mike Zarin, am I going to want to come there? Like, they don't, they're not, no one really gives a shit about that. (laughs) I think they'll see if it's, like, a total shit show. I think if Colangelo stayed, that would have mattered. But now it's just like, oh, they're going to get some guy in there. Um, So we'll see. It seems like they're, Brett Brett mentioned Monty Williams coming in. So that's an interesting wrinkle of, of, uh, who's going to be in these meetings? But we can talk about that later. I'm so I'm so excited to not like have to wait to see if anything happened on my phone and sleeping and waking up like being afraid that I'm waking up to news. Like I am also glad it's it's very done. So thank you to everyone who's listening. And boy, this has been between playoffs and and this, we've really been tested in our our constant podcasting. Always, <laughs> always. All right, all right. I gotta go. What? It's Alyssa's birthday. We're going to a Sex in the City event tonight. Of course, wish you me are. luck. Yes. Uh, go Sixers, man. Go Sixers. We got it. We did that. We did there. We did there. We did I'm there. Tired. We did there. That's the next shirt. We did there. Uh, are you down with TTP? Yes, you know Lickface. We are the murderers there. That with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have power to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Step into the spotlight. Bumpers and downers get done. I'm in a rush to be numb. Dropping a thousand ain't much. Come from the clouds on a missile to turn.